Change your vehicle's oil before your summer road trip and save money now with Pennzoil and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic for just $22.95 after mail-in rebate. Save money and protect your engine against sludge and wear with the synthetic oil change. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today or O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Nebraska Hawks Nest. We are joined right now by the man, the myth, the legend, Hawkeye Elvis himself. How are we doing today? Hey, man, I'm uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, just hanging out here in the black and gold jungle room and enjoying a nice, quiet Saturday. So, man, you're still looking great, even in football off season, but not off season for basketball. So we got a got a mission yet. We got to accomplish this year. So hopefully, we can get the W tomorrow and and keep climbing in the rankings and. And hopefully get a top two or three seed in the tournament. We're uh, we're seated number two. I saw by Lenardi right now, so which I'm okay. I'm fine with. I don't know that I'm gonna. I don't know where we're gonna catch Gonzaga or uh, or Baylor, but you know what? Two seats fine with me. Yeah, I I think Baylor might be unbeatable. That team is insanely good, and Gonzaga is pretty dang tough too. But I think what usually happens with Gonzaga is they get used to the competition level in conference play being so much lower, and then they got to play a big boy, and they get kind of slapped in the face, and they're not used to that adversity like an Iowa team is playing in the Big Ten, which is such a deep, deep conference. You know, everybody was freaking out uh, a couple weeks ago when we lost – you know, we lost three or four or four or five or something like that. And uh, Jabo had a great point. He said when his brother's team, his brother's Wisconsin team, went to the Final Four, they had a stretch where they lost four or five in the middle of February because the Big Ten Conference is the hardest basketball conference in Division One. So, you know, if if that if a couple of losses there uh, gets us deeper into March, then then the, it's worth it. Um, why you brought that topic up, what are your thoughts on uh, Bohannon this season? Does it seem like he's having offensively as great of a season as he typically does, um, not shooting quite as well from outside? Do you feel like teams are really you know, hammering down on him and focusing more on him, or is he just not shooting great right now? Well, we haven't needed him to. Um, the nice thing about this team is the way uh, Wieskamp has really come on three-point shooting – um, and even with, with Frederick being on the floor, and then Frederick's a threat anytime he's there. Yeah. Uh, the, the bad part about J-Bo being around for as long as he has is he just he doesn't get open looks the way he used to. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know. He's not shot hunting. Uh, he's letting shots come to him. But, you know, if, if he'd be the first one to tell you that if he doesn't score a single point in a game and we win, who cares? Yeah. Um, you know, we've got other guys can score. I mean, look at 
Look at what happened to Michigan State. We had Connor go off for 16 when Luke, you know, didn't need Luca to score 30 that night. Everybody else stepped up. And that's one of the great things about this team is um, it, it, it doesn't have to be the same guy every night. You, you're always going to get Luca night in, night out. Some nights it's going to be Wieskamp. Some nights it'll be Connor. Some nights Jabo will hit six threes, and it'll go from there. So it's whatever the team needs. So, no, I think he's fine. All right. All right. Good to know. I like the I like the expert insight from Hawkeye Elvis. I needed to see what what your thoughts were. And, and you know, you get some some pretty amazing seats sometimes. So um, you're you're able to get a great perspective and and you're going to be able to make it up to the game this Sunday. Then is that correct? That is. I will. Uh, I am fortunate enough to uh, uh, to be connected family wise to Iowa basketball and and have some good friends and family there. So that I actually do get to be in the building on on Sunday and uh, see Lucas score those 14 points and take over the scoring record. That's going to be awesome. Great moment for us. And I look forward to seeing you on the sidelines. I'm going to hope. Are you going to be in full gear for the game? No, I'm saving that for the uh, for the Big Ten. Now that fans are going to get into the Big Ten and NCAA tournaments, I've said I'm not going full jumpsuit until everybody can come back, at least have some fans in the building. So uh, okay. no jumpsuit appearances until we get other fans back in, but I'm looking forward to March. And um, so I, I, w- I was looking, and I see that you are actually related to Coach McCaffrey's wife. Um, what's her thoughts been on the rise of Hawkeye Elvis and how popular you've become? You know, it's it's. I didn't set out to. I didn't set out for any of this to happen this way. Um, I went to. I've had season football tickets for 16 years, and I went to the uh, the 09 game against Indiana, the Tyler Sash pinball interception game, if you will. Okay. Okay. And that game was on Halloween, and everybody in the stands had these awesome Iowa and Hawkeye themed costumes. And so I went back to my mom's house. I said, "Mom, I need you to make me an Elvis jumpsuit, but make it make it Iowa themed." And so a year later, mom and I went to. Uh, Went to the game on October 30th. That was the Tyler Sash lateral to Micah Hyde game. Okay. Um, Michigan State. Time. Yeah. And I and I busted out the wig and the sunglasses and the jumpsuit and everybody loved it. Um, and I'd actually gone over to Carver that morning to see Fran and Margaret. Margaret's my my cousin. And Fran cracked up when he uh, when he saw the whole get up. So I wore it to one football game and then I'd wear it to one basketball game. Then I'd wear it to one or two football games and one or two basketball games. And then when I wouldn't wear it, people were like, hey. Where's Elvis? We need him. So yeah. uh, more times than not, uh, I'm dressed up for the game. But but both Margaret and Fran have been have been great about it. And actually, the university's been fantastic with, um, you know, how they've supported and and sort of, um, you know, let some crazy guy dress up as Elvis with tiger hawks on it. I've had a lot of fun with it, and I've been able to to make a lot of friends from it too. No, it's. It's fantastic. I think everybody loves it. And then if anybody has a problem with it, they're insane. So you could stay home because you know, I, I think it's just, uh, you know, it's fun for me and it's, it's fun. You know, when it, when it stops being fun for the people that uh, I go to the games with, that's when I'll, that's when I'll stop, but people still get a kick out of it and I still enjoy it. So I'm gonna keep doing it. Oh, heck yeah. There's been some games where I've noticed that um, I see it out there, whether it be football, um, usually obviously it's football, and the weather's a little bit warmer outside. Does it get pretty hot in that suit? And I would I would assume it would emit an odor after a while. That had to, it has to be kind of uncomfortable. Um, you know, for the for the cold games, this is like, you know, the jumpsuits are like a pair of Carhartts, and uh, okay. this wave is the best stocking hat money can buy. Um, the Outback Bowl where we beat uh, – Mississippi State was the hottest I think I've ever been, uh, and uh, that was a rough one. But uh, uh, fortunately, my mom—I've got like a steam cleaner, so I can steam clean uh, the jumpsuits uh, after after right. warm days like that. So, but uh, yeah, I've had some hot days in that thing. 
Okay. Um, I was going to ask you too, um, in my opinion, the one moment where you really kind of broke out and everybody started to know who you were was the Iowa North Carolina basketball game back in 2014. You were on the sidelines. You were in a ton of camera shots and I'm telling you, man, your money on the camera, straight money. Uh, it's, uh, it's fantastic. Tell me about how your life changed after that moment um, being on so often during that game. And then also what was the atmosphere like in the Dean Dome, uh, being able to pull out that victory and you being such a center of attention in the crowd? Uh, it's funny because um, I, my friends call me the Forrest Gump of Iowa athletics because I just, I happened to be there um, in the background when all these big moments happen. That was really interesting because I've got three friends who are all lawyers uh, in Atlanta and two of them went to Iowa, one went to North Carolina. And when we all found out Iowa was going to be playing, they were like, oh, we have to go to the game. So us three Iowa guys uh, got together and then our friend Summy from North Carolina, um, he was a great host. We stayed at the Carolina Inn on campus and we splurged and we, we managed to get seats right behind the basket in the front row, which is crazy. So I'm in my full getup and the people in Chapel Hill didn't know what to exactly think of me. <laughs> um, and so we walk into the Dean Dome. I start marching right down to the floor and the guy's like, what are you doing? I'm like, trust me. And when you're dressed like Elvis, you can kind of go wherever you want. <laughs> so I just marched right down to the floor, walked up to Fran, saw him, gave him a hug, talked for a minute. And then we had those seats for the game. And the funny thing about that play was the game's tied. Gazelle drives down the lane, gets fouled. He lands at my feet, but I'm not watching him. I'm watching the ball because it's rolling around and then went in. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And by that time, Woody had picked him up and they're all screaming and stuff. I didn't know about the picture until we're walking back uh we're walking back to go out that night, and my friend Ryan goes, oh, Greg, you got to see this. I'm like, what? And he showed me that picture. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Uh, and then it was on the front page of the Register and every other newspaper in the state of Iowa the next morning. And and it kind of took off from there. And uh, I, like I said, I've been fortunate. I've been really fortunate and blessed to sort of be in the right place at the right time a lot of times. No, that was that, that was a very cool moment. And uh, did those North Carolina fans, were they really on top of you? Did they give you a hard time? Because in, in the ACC – you know, basketball was king for a long time. That's kind of shifted to the Big Ten, you know, the last three to five years. But, you know, the ACC, that's, they're pretty passionate. That's basketball country out there. The fun thing about that game was it was more like a bowl game for football where you don't have a lot of history with the other team. You don't play them a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, and for the most part, it was pretty good natured. You know, walking there and then after the game, too, it was a lot of fun. The guys who were sitting behind us were giving us kind of a hard time, but they shut up real quick after we won the game and they left even faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that tends to shut them up once, uh, once we pull out the victory. Uh, so... <sighs> Talking with a lot of people over the years, you know, fan bases, college fan bases have some what they call celeb celebrity fans, fans that um, really stand out. Ohio State has uh, Big Nut and, you know, we have Hawkeye Elvis, which I think is pretty cool. How does it feel to be considered uh, a kind of an Iowa Hawkeye fan celebrity? I, again, I it's funny because I never set out. This was not my goal. I was. I didn't set out to uh, have it become all this. And the fact that it has, um, has been wonderful. And, and I've really, I've been able to make some fantastic friendships from doing this. Uh, and in a couple of cases, you know, actually do some good with this. I had one guy reach out and go, Hey, does Hawkeye Elvis do appearances? And I said, I don't know. What do you, what do you have in mind? And uh, a guy in Adair, Iowa doing a car show. He said, Hey, you know, we'd, we'd like to have Hawkeye Elvis show up. I said, okay, I'll come down. He goes, well, what do you charge? I go, 
nothing. He's like, oh, we got to charge something. I said, tell you what, let's do a fundraiser and any money we make, we'll give to the children's hospital. And we did, and it was ended, It was actually pretty successful. So I went back the second year and we did the same thing again. So, uh, you know, that was just something that happened organically. And uh, and we were able to, we were able to have a lot of fun and uh, have some good come out of it. So, uh, you know, I enjoy, I'm not going to lie, I enjoy, uh, you know, all the perks that sort of come along with, uh, uh, with the jumpsuit and the sunglasses, but at the same time, I'm I'm mindful that you know I'm you know unofficially representing the state of Iowa and the Hawkeyes, and I want to make sure I do that with pride. Yeah, well, we're uh, <laughs> we're definitely very proud to have you as our unofficial mascot. Definitely like a close second from Herky. Herky's always going to be number one, no matter what. But oh yeah. You're right there. I I really would like to see, you know, in football games, them get you down on the sideline once in a while. And, you know, you do a little bit of, you know, some interactive stuff with Herky. I know a lot of fans have been like, you know, we need to see Hawkeye Elvis out here on the field for something like. So I'm hoping, you know, at some point the university would maybe reach out to you and, and get you out on the field. Do you think there's a possibility of something like that happening? We did that a few years ago, uh, 2015. Um, way back in January, I had a, a friend of mine go, hey, if we did a Hawkeye-themed or Elvis-themed halftime show, would you be interested? And I said, yes. So uh, I actually was fortunate to do the halftime show in 2015 uh, against Illinois. Uh, we had a whole dance. I had to come down and practice with the, the women on the dance team because uh, we had this whole choreographed thing. Uh, and they played Elvis music, and I did this whole dance routine with Herky and the dance team. It was fantastic and and so much fun. And uh, I, I'm game for that anytime uh, they want to do it again. I'm going to have to look that up. That sounds pretty cool. It was a lot of fun. Hopefully they'll do something like that again because that that sounds awesome. <laughs> we need to we need more we all need more Hawkeye Elvis in our lives <laughs> for sure. Um, I was going to ask you um, with all the different fan bases that you've interacted with, who is the absolute worst, most toxic <laughs> fan base that has just let you have it, and maybe one that's like maybe the most friendly, the opposite end of the spectrum. You know, I don't. I very rarely uh, dress up on the road. Um, you know, bowl games, I'm always going to do bowl games are fun because it's, it's an exhibition game. There's sort of a good naturedness, uh, between mm -hmm. the fan base. And so that's always been the case. Uh, I will always dress up for football games up here. I live in Minnesota, uh, and it's, I've worn it, uh, to several uh, Minnesota football games and they're very good natured about it. Uh, the only, <laughs> the only time I wore it to Ames was a couple of years ago, uh, that, that lightning delayed game. Okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm down there for game day. I'm walking around and my friends and I are walking by and, and uh, we had one, one kid who'd been on the radio goes, Hey, Hawkeye Elvis. I go, yeah. He goes, F you. I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's, it, you know, I get it. They're passionate about it, but I don't know that I've ever had, you know, just any nastiness or anything like that. I mean, even that, even a kid yelling F you at you while I'm walking by, well, yeah, I'm going to get that. I'm, I'm, I'm a Hawkeye in the middle of Ames. Like, understand yeah. so, but no you know for the most part it's it's good fun and everybody treats it like that tell us a little bit about uh when you were younger how did you become a hawkeye fan i think i feel like most big time passionate hawkeye fans have a little bit of a story where the black and gold put their hooks in them and you know they get a hold of your heartstrings and they never let go you could have very easily become a cyclone fan um which would have been awful but you know <laughs> nobody wants that <laughs> so tell us a little bit about how you got your passion for the black and gold I'm, uh, I'm my hometown's Ogden. I'm 20 miles from Ames. And I had a lot of my friends were Cyclone fans growing up, but I grew up in that era 
you know, but when I really started paying attention to sports, you had Hayden Fry come in and take over the Iowa football team and create the Tiger Hawk. You had Lute Olson taking Iowa to the final four with Ronnie Lester. And, you know, when you're from Iowa and you don't have a pro sports team, you latch onto the big colleges. And at that time, you had Iowa athletics, you know, really big nationally, uh, maybe not so much quite football for a year or two, but certainly with basketball, loot and just, you know, all that black and gold in the Tiger Hawk. I, I was drawn to it like a lot of people were. And I just, I became a fan of Iowa at that point. And uh, um, it's, it's something that once you sort of start, you don't let go of it. And uh, I've been fortunate. I've been able to be a fan and uh, enjoy a lot of, uh, a lot of these kids success along the way. Yeah, well, the cool part about it is, and I know you probably don't think of this, but a big part of your success has been due to your good naturedness and how cool you are with the fans. I think everyone I talk to has a Hawkeye Elvis story where they've come to you, ask for an autograph, ask for a picture, and you're more than willing to take time for every single fan that comes up and and wants to say hi and talk to you. So. You know, it's not only what you're doing is freaking awesome with the Hawkeye Elvis stuff. It's so cool. But, you know, just how how gracious of a person that you are, it has really helped grow that as well. Because if you were a prick to everybody, they'd be like, oh, there's that Hawkeye Elvis guy. What a jerk he is. You know, like, don't talk to him. He's a he's like the old the old Elvis that was going down the hill, not the young fun Elvis. Well, it, you know, I, I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. And, uh, you know, if I've had people like, is it okay if I take your picture? And I said, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm not going to wear this out in public and not expect people to not want to get a picture, you know, not necessarily with me or just take a picture of me. So if, if you're going to do this and do it in public, you better be ready for everything that comes with it. Oh yeah. I got to tell you, I'm not, I'm not giving, I'm not messing around with you. I'm a, I was a little starstruck when you first popped on. I'm like, Oh damn, it's hot Kyle Elvis. Oh wow! You know, I'm not kidding. I, I legit was. So Uh-oh. it's it's definitely got that wow factor. So I appreciate this. So funny story. So um, you know, because Margaret's my cousin, I've known Fran and Margaret forever. I mean, when they were coaching at UNC Greensboro, uh, um, they played up here in Minnesota, and a bunch of us got UNC Greensboro shirts and went to the game when he was coaching at Siena, uh, okay. and we see Fran and Margaret. Uh, in the summer, there's a great picture when uh, my wife was pregnant with uh, my son. Margaret was pregnant with Marit, her daughter, at the same time. We got pictures of all that at my dad's house. And after Fran got the Iowa job, uh, the first time I saw them, um, Margaret's younger sister was getting married. And so we went to the wedding. I was nervous about seeing Fran. And my family was like, what, what is wrong with you? What? You've met him. You've known him. You've been around him. I'm like, yeah, but he wasn't the coach of the Hawkeyes. And now he is. So <laughs> I was... I was nervous to be around Fran again, even though I'd been around the man a lot, uh, just because now he was the head coach of the Hawkeyes. That must have been a pretty cool moment in your household when, you know, if, I can't even imagine what it would be like to have a close relative like that all of a sudden become the head coach of one of the biggest programs at your, at your favorite university, one of your favorite teams. How did, how did that feel? Obviously, like you said, there was some nerves involved, but you had to be pretty jacked for that. I was driving home. I was down in Iowa for that weekend. I'm driving home and my stepmom calls me while I'm driving and she goes, pull over. And I'm like, what? She says, no, I need you to pull over. I'm like, oh my God, someone died. And she goes, Fran got the job at Iowa. I'm like, ah! <laughs> oh. I was just so excited because, you know, to to be a fan of a program that I've watched since I was a kid, and then now to, to be uh, fortunate enough to have some of the just behind the curtain access to the program uh, through family connections uh, has been wonderful. And I've really enjoyed it. And I'm so appreciative of 
of that and everything that Fran and Margaret uh, have done for the team and the program. Uh, it was a great moment for everybody when Fran got the job because Iowa <laughs> basketball was on life support. Um, I think that might have been during the Licklider era, the only two, he was there for three years. So I had high hopes the first year going in, even into the second year. And then there for about a year and a half, I didn't watch Iowa basketball because it was so unwatchable. What, say that again. And said so it was rough during that stretch, especially, you know, because um, I had lived, I lived in Denver in 98 and 99. And at the time I was, uh, a friend of mine was the SID at uh, Denver University. Okay. And they were the host school for the NCAA tournament in 99. And I had been the official scorer for uh, DU men's basketball that season. Okay. So I was one of the extra scorers that were on hand uh, for the first and second round games at Nichols Arena that year. And that was, you know, that was uh, Jeff Settle's sixth year. Uh, okay. And he really beat Arkansas to go to the Sweet 16. And so I, I got to sit courtside for that game and watch that and just soak all of that in. And the, the fun part was afterwards, there, uh, there are two bars called the Sports Column. One's in Iowa City. The other one's in downtown Denver. And all the Iowa fans went to the Sports Column in downtown Denver after the game. It was just a blast. No, that that's awesome. Um, tell, tell us a little bit about, um, with you being uh, close to Coach McCaffrey, um, you know, and obviously being uh, related to his wife, uh, when the Francon meter starts rising and climbing up and he starts getting real fiery at he's in his defense, he's been so much more calm. I feel like this year, a lot more dialed back than usual. Do you hear anything from, through the family about Fran getting upset? I got to admit, I love it when he gets fired up like that. Cause it gets me jacked up. You know, he is, it's funny. And, and all of his players have said this, his kids have said this, He's a really calm guy, yeah. you know, when he's not coaching a game. Um, you know, it's fun to – I've had the opportunity to sit really close behind the bench for a few games. Um, and, you know, it's – you know, if you want to get – if you want to get calls like Izzo's got for 20 years, you got to work the refs. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't think Fran's ever – I think there's maybe been a couple times where he wasn't trying to get a technical – uh, because, you know, coaches will do that. They'll try to get a technical sometimes uh, because it shows his kids that they have his back, you know, that, that he has their back. Yeah. Uh, and every player will tell you that, too, is is that um, Coach McCaffrey has his players back at all times. Um, so it, it's been fun to sit behind the bench a couple times and listen to him work the refs uh, and then listen to him coach his guys, uh, too. Um, one game at Minnesota, uh, I was sitting down behind the bench pretty close. Peter Jock had been really late on his – defensive uh, rotations and Fran let him know about it when he came out of the game. He's like, where were you? Um, and then another time when Isaiah Moss uh, had come off the floor, he turns to Moss and goes, listen, that wasn't your fault. You did exactly what you were supposed to do. So, you know, uh, you know, his players uh, love him uh, and that's enough. You know, if, if the kids that he coaches love him and will stick with him, then, you know, he's doing something right. Yeah, that that fire that he has is contagious, and I absolutely love it. I know most Iowa fans love it too because it it gets us all jacked up, and we get fired up. And I, I if I'm at the game, I start screaming and yelling. My heart rate picks up, and and if I'm at home, I'm yelling too. I'm like, "Get him, Fred! Come on, baby!" You know, <laughs> it's it's infectious. It's pretty cool. Um, but you see, but you see, sometimes real quick too, yeah. you see that work. Um, you see him go after a ref for blowing a call. How how often do you see the makeup call a minute or two later? Yeah. So it it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's great coaching. He's been in the game for a long time, and I'm sure learned a lot. And he's been successful pretty much everywhere he's been. So 
Um, you know, the guy clearly knows what he's doing. So mm-hmm. uh, we wanted to ask you real quick too about, uh, you know, with your persona, I'm sure, you know, it's really given you the opportunities to have some relationships with people that you pro- maybe wouldn't have had a chance to. Um, one of those being Frank Garza. Um, anyone that's had an opportunity to interact with him, he is a, a one-of-a-kind, genuine, genuine dude. Um, I told him we're officially adopting him as a um, Iowa resident. He's one of us now because you know that's one of those guys, you know, you meet people every once in a while in life, not too often that you're like, I'm pretty lucky to know that person. That is a, a really great individual. Frank, in my opinion, is one of those guys. Tell us a little bit about your relationship with Frank Garza. Well, I love the man and he's he's fantastic. And if you think about what he did, he uh he gave his son to a state that Luke had never been to Iowa before. I mean, he's an East coast kid without any ties to Iowa. And you take one of your most precious things, your kids, and you give them to someone else for four years. And that, uh, you know, that's a big step right there. And I think that says a lot about, a lot about Fran and uh, the trust that the players parents have in him. Um, it's fun because uh, again, I've had the opportunity to, uh, uh, to sit with the parents a lot of times, and and the parents are great, and I've I've been fortunate to develop some friendships with a lot of them, including Frank, and I've I've known Frank for a couple of years, and uh, uh, boy, the more the more he and I get to talk and interact, uh, just the more we uh, the more we click, and and he's fantastic, and I'm I'm looking forward to uh, uh, to you know hanging out with him and and following Luca into the NBA, and uh, it's been a great ride, and just you know I, I can't say enough good things about the guy. You want to talk about a guy who's gracious and good natured. That's Frank Garza to a T because, yeah. uh, you know, he has fans come up, well, you know, last year and year before, you know, he's coming up and people are wanting a picture with him. And he's just, you know, the the things that he's done to prep Luca and, uh, you know, give him all the skills and tools he's needed uh, to get where he is. I mean, Frank's put in all those hours in the gym right there along with him. Mm-hmm. Well, Good people attract good people. So that's probably how that, you know, a lot of how that friendship goes. Good people like to be surrounded with other good quality people. So that's that's pretty cool to see a friendship like that blossom. And, and I'm sure he values that friendship just as much as you. Um, it's funny, uh, last, last year? Yeah. <laughs> so last year after one of the games, Frank and I hadn't like really been out together much. We, we talked quite a bit, but then uh, it was after, I think the the Nebraska game or the Maryland game last year. I was in Iowa City for the night, and then Frank and I went out together, and people would, like, see us and go, wait, they know each other? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> they kind of lose their mind a little bit. It was a lot of fun. It's like worlds collide. Like, <laughs> you first time you see, you know, you guys you guys are Hawkeye celebrities, so, and I told him that, too, and uh, it's like you go out and you see, like, two, you know, people, someone in L.A. or Hollywood, you go out to dinner and you see two celebrities that you never knew were friends Dude, sitting so, next yeah. to each other. It's like, holy crap, those guys are friends. That's so cool. <laughs> oh, that's that's awesome. That makes for a lot of good stories. So I'm sure it they does. were telling their friends. I went out to the bar and saw Hawkeye Elvis and Luca Garza's dad. How cool was that? There have been, been a few times where I've gone out in full – uh, I don't do it very often, but after like a big win or something, it's fun because I've got uh, I've got a nephew and niece who both go to Iowa too, and so uh, it's a lot of fun to go out with them uh, on the town after a win. Uh, and you know, all these college kids are out, and here's my my 50 year old ass dressed up as Elvis walking around in wig and sunglasses in a backyard, and people are like, don't know what to make of it or uh, or just enjoying it. Look pretty damn good for 50 though, man. <laughs> oh, thank you. Keep it keep it up. Hey, we wanted to officially. <laughs> 
officially invite you this year at the Iowa Nebraska football game in Lincoln. We're going to have an, um, a Nebraska Hawks Nest tailgate, and we want to send out an official invitation for Hawkeye Elvis to come by and have a few beers with us, maybe play some bags and and hang out and, and say hi to all the, the big Hawkeye fans from Western Iowa and Nebraska. I would love to do that. I'll uh, I'll check my travel calendar, uh, excuse my uh, schedule rather, and uh, and see what I can do to get on there. I will tell you, I've been to uh, games at Nebraska twice, and you know, for as much as much sniping as our fan bases do at each other online and stuff, the people of Nebraska have been great. I've I've really enjoyed it, and they've been uh, gracious. You know, welcome to Nebraska. Have a good time today. Good luck. All that stuff. So yeah, um, it, it's it's nice to see that you know people people aren't really a who you know all, all that online nastiness kind of you know gets a reputation, but it's not really like that in real life. The majority, because I've lived in Nebraska for geez, probably 16, 17 years now, and um, the majority of Nebraska fans are pretty cool. They're yeah. they have a good natured you know good natured fun about all of it. You got your few bad ones, but so do we, we have our few yeah. bad ones too. So <laughs> it's just how it is. And if I didn't get teased and get a little crap, it wouldn't be fun for me. Right. I, I, I thrive off that stuff. So, what? um, I, uh, it was really cool. Nathan budget. we did an interview with him. He told me he ran into a, me at a gas station about 10 miles from here. And I walked in wearing Hawkeye gear and I didn't even recognize the guy. He was working out on the farm covered in dirt and grease. <laughs> and he looked at me, he looked at me, he said, go Hawks. And I and I, he said I turned around and I said hell yeah go Hawks and I just walked out the door and I'm like Nate man why didn't you say who you were he's such a hum- he's such a humble guy oh yeah he, he's not he doesn't think anything of it like you know and guys like him and Drew Ott they're just such good dudes like yep. that they don't think of themselves as any better than anybody else they're just another guy and uh, you know another Hawkeye fan now at this point so uh that, that was that was pretty cool I'm like man Nate you need to call me out on that I didn't even recognize <laughs> who you were at the gas station and this town that I ran in they have it's like a town of like 800 people super right. small so it's not like I ran into them at like a big gas station in like Omaha or you know Des Moines or something so you know, and I think that real quick, that speaks to, I mean, that speaks to the type of guys that come to Iowa and, and play there. I'll, I'll go to iClub events. Uh, a few years ago, they've got a Twin Cities iClub up here. My mom came up and we go and uh, Chad Greenway was still playing with the Vikings. Okay. And, you know, Chad Greenway is a star. I mean, at yeah. that point, he was pro bowl. All, and, and we're in this little bar in downtown Minneapolis and Chad comes in and everybody knows who he is. And you want to talk about a down to earth guy um you know who grew up on a farm playing eight man in south dakota to this nfl star and everybody in the city knows him and he just could not have been a more gracious and down-to-earth guy and just oh hey you know they're they're normal guys they're yeah they're they're just normal guys who happen to be really good at playing sports yeah we're pretty lucky to be fans of such a a great program with such quality people attached to it through the coaching staff administration and uh, the players as well. So it could, that's why I always tell people like, I know we, you know, Iowa is our NFL team, but you know, you try to, if you're an NFL fan, you try talking to one of these NFL players or the, you know, the administration for an NFL team or coaching staff, they're probably not going to give you the time of day. And being a Hawkeye fan, it's pretty awesome that, you know, I'll go down to the locker room after the game and, you know, Brian Ferentz is always one of the coolest guys. He sits and takes time to talk to us. 
Kirk will stop and say hi for a second. You know, all the coaches and players will I'll give you, they'll give you the time of day and they genuinely appreciate yeah. you being there and supporting them. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hawkeye Elvis, do you got any like last minute, like moves you want to, you know, do for us? Like you, you got so many in the arsenal, so <laughs> many cool things I've seen you do. Can you can send us off with like a little Hawkeye Elvis move? I'm That's saving all it. Good ones. I'm saving all the good ones for March, baby. Cause when I get to Indianapolis, man, I'm busting out the jumpsuit and we're going to get that final four. You know what I mean? I love it. I love <laughs> it. I hope to see you at the final four. That would be fantastic. Oh, Hawkeye man, Elvis. We're going all the way, baby. Let's do it. I'm on board. Let's get it done. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to join us and uh, have a great rest of the weekend. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 